Hey, it's Hendog. You know what? It's time. I gotta go eat. I've been glazing the salmon with some honey, get uh, some ginger, and uh, some lemon, and soy sauce. I'm a slut, but I'm not a slut. I'm a slut, but I'm not a slut. I used to fuck frivolously, but now you cannot see me. I'm John Cena. Please, hoes, don't approach me, because I might be too weak to say no. Comedy Club, Midnight Mass, just for laughs. Wagwan, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hello, welcome to Black Zeus the Podcast Season Tray. Episode 16, thank you so much for tuning in. We are here every Wednesday as normal on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. We are here every Wednesday on time, and we are working on shit in the studio to bring to you on top of the podcast, which should be coming sooner than later. So uh, I really I really look forward to bringing you some new shit. Uh, but make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're following on all the social media and all that shit. I am AKA Black Zeus. On all social media. And now that we have that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic edition of a solo Black Zeus podcast. I am wearing my la 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 Lowry. My fucking Kyle Lowry Toronto Raptors throwback jersey, baby. I'm doing it for two reasons. One, because Kyle Lowry finally just came back to Toronto to play a game against the Raptors. This man, standing O, standing O, the GROAT, the greatest Raptor of all time. It was fucking amazing. Um, always always love seeing Lowry back back in the city. So that that's, that's a good thing. But I'm mainly wearing this because the Toronto, your Toronto Raptors. These niggas made the fucking playoffs, baby. You know what I'm saying? Rocky start to the season didn't fucking matter. What I said at the beginning of the season fucking came true. And for all the people, bro, I'm fucking, I'm new to basketball in life, okay? Basketball is later in my life, not my entire life. I went to my niggas that. Our Raptors fans. And you know what they said, bro? They said I was crazy for what I was saying. But I was really paying attention to the development of this team, baby. We got a fucking number four draft pick in Scotty Barnes. They made the right choice in Scotty. Fuck Jalen Suggs. Uh, Gary Trent. Come on, Pascal firing on all cylinders. Same with Van Vliet. OG is a little iffy. That's my guy. I love OG, but that guy is a little injury prone. You know what I'm saying? Um, keeps getting injured throughout the season and has been injured the last few seasons. So I'm like worried about the future for him, but he's still crushing it, you know? So that's a good thing. Um, don't worry. I'm not going to get too deep into basketball or Raptors talk. I just want to say, let's go Raptors. I really like our chances Motherfucker, we're facing the Sixers. Uh, we're facing Philadelphia in the first round. And the way we stack up 
is pretty good in the Raptors' favor. On paper, we should beat these guys and make it to the second round. And I was talking about this today. Like, there are very few memories or time and place things in my life that are as just enjoyable to reminisce and go back to to think about as those times where I was living in the heart of Toronto during the Toronto Raptors championship run. I was downtown uh, doing comedy shows every night of a major win. So every time we won a series, uh, bro, when we, oh my God, bro, when we beat Philly, I was in the streets riding with the people. When we beat Milwaukee, I was in the streets riding with the people. When we won the championship, I was in the streets riding with the people. For the parade, I was in the streets waiting for five hours with the people just to just to get a glimpse at greatness. You know what I mean? And then as soon as the nigga showed up, I bounced. I'm like, I saw what I wanted to see. I'm not standing here for the rest of this. And thankfully, I left because there was like a, sh- a couple shootings and a couple stabbings and stuff. And it was hectic. It was hectic. Uh, but let's go Raptors, baby. Because if we... I don't, I don't want to go crazy, okay? But I, but I kind of do. I really like our chances, okay? At least for the first round. That's for damn sure. I don't know who we're going to end up facing in the second. If we make it to the second, I don't just want to be all cocky and be like, we're just going to, we're not going to run through Philly, but, but we should beat them. But I am so excited because all the COVID shit is lifted. Like, and the Raptors are being primed for a decent run here. Okay. If, if I even get one of the riots, like I got last time, I'll be fucking lit. If we make it out of the first round, I'm going to make sure I have shows booked downtown Toronto the night of of games four to six. Or I guess games four to seven. Um, I'm just I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose the joke. Not think I like it. Um, I didn't do a Simpsons reference, and that's because, once again, I didn't fucking prep one. When I just come into the studio by myself and I know it's just going to be me, I forget to fucking look up a Simpsons quote. Because normally I'll say it to Lou or my guest. Last week, or the last time I was by myself, I just I just did it to myself. That was kind of lame. I just gave you my favorite Simpsons reference. And I'm... I'm kind of pissed I used it up already because I don't have another reference right now. I didn't really think of one. Um, oh, here's a good one. The Super Fantastic Bicycle. Oh, I don't remember the name of it. Ah, fuck it. All right, that's this week. There's speed holes. There, that's a Simpsons reference. What are those? Hey, there's speed holes. Basic, super easy reference. But tick that fucking box. For this episode, we got the Simpsons reference. You can't complain to HR that I didn't do it, okay? Uh, So let's get into some recap. Great weekend of shows. Um, Once again, Midnight Mass, a little rocky this week. 
It's funny. The first two weeks were gangbusters. Uh, if you're not familiar, Midnight Mass is the show that I run with Paul Thompson uh, on midnight or at midnight in Toronto on Saturdays. So every Saturday at midnight, Backroom Comedy Club at Bloor and Christie, me and Paul uh, run a midnight show. We, we get all the comics to do a set, but then they also have to do a confession as if it were church. It's a really great concept. And already we know that we have something special because, like I said, those first two shows that we ran, uh, those shows were gangbuster. So we, we, we just got to, you know, it's a matter of pushing, pushing forward with it. Also, like marketing, you know, we just got to get better at marketing. Me, myself personally, and Polly too. Paul's not going to. That's, I, I know my homie. He's not going to fucking. <laughs> but that's okay. As long as I tag the guy. And all the posts, he'll repost it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I I continued on my showcase journey this past weekend. I got a bunch of sets in. And I'm just focused right now on my showcase set. So I'm not really practicing or not practicing. But I'm not really telling any jokes outside of the ones that I know for sure I want to tell on my showcase. I haven't even fully finalized what I'm going to be telling at my showcase. Uh, the showcase is seven minutes. You get a seven-minute set when you showcase for uh, the Just for Last Festival. So you get seven minutes, and you got to prep it, like, tight, tight, tight. Don't do none of that crowd work shit. Like, you're coming in, or you can do crowd work, but, you know, you're taking a gamble. Uh, I got a bunch of... I, I'm pretty sure I locked in, like, 90% of the set. There's like one or two jokes that I can't decide if I want to keep or take. And um, like as I've been practicing the sets, one is a weed joke and then one is um, like a Catholic joke. And not necessarily about the Catholic church or anything, but, but going to Catholic school because I went to Catholic school and I have a really good take on this shit. That's right. I just boosted myself. Go fuck yourself. Um... I can't decide which one I want to keep and which one I want to get rid of. The problem is, is that, like, it's all about timing, right? So, like, you cannot go over this seven minutes. If you do, you're essentially disqualified from uh, participating in the festival for the year. And you got to wait till next year if you get another showcase. So, um, last week when I started practicing my showcase sets, or my showcase set, um, I wasn't too happy. Now, granted, it was the first weekend where I started really honing in on what I wanted to tell and, like, picking those jokes and stuff. So the the sets that I was telling at that time were kind of disjointed, which I'm personally not happy with because, that like, it's fucked because I didn't even have bad sets. Like, this is really all just me personally. They were disjointed in my brain because I just know... The flow. I just know how well I can flow on stage. And um, even though the audience couldn't tell that I was fucking mishmashing shit together for, for a couple nights, uh, I could tell. And even though audiences like were telling me and, and comics were telling me I had a great set, da 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 da. It's like, that's why it's really hard for me to not necessarily take a compliment because I've gotten good at taking compliments. When I first started getting good at comedy, it was really hard for me to hear is like, 
yo, that was great. Da, da, da. I don't know why. There's just something weird about t- accepting a compliment as a human being. You have to grow into that. And thankfully, I have. Um, but when people tell me good set or they had a really good time or whatever, but I personally know, like I personally know, I just slurred my words there, um, what I'm capable of, and I know that they didn't get that, that's when I'm like, uh, I don't really trust your scale. <laughs> and that's why it's also hard for me to take joke tags and, and suggestions from people or comics and stuff. Like, bro, I fucking know my voice. I know my voice very well. And it's just, there's very few people that know me well enough that I don't stop and think is like, oh, you know, the the tag that they just gave me or the joke idea or the premise or whatever they just gave me will 100% work with my voice. There's only so many people that I, I can take stuff from and know that I, I can just use that on stage. Other than that, I'm taking your suggestions and I'm writing them down and I'm thinking about it. And most of the time I don't use them. D- don't stop suggesting stuff. You know, I'm a nice person. I won't shoo you away but just keep that in mind next time you're like man there's something really weird about when you tell people that you're a comedian they just want to prove to you that they're funny it's like oh yo you know i've always wanted to do comedy or or people uh, always tell me that i should try comedy i'm like well nigga go do it don't tell me i don't fucking care (laughs) yeah (laughs) too mean it's a too mean it's a too mean you know what I'm saying? I really hope that my close-up camera footage looks all right because I'm watching that monitor and I just realized that I have autofocus on and I'm moving my head and stuff, but I also have picture frames in the background, so I'm really hoping this fucking camera is not focusing on it on, on that fucking MF Doom and focusing in on me, my face. My face. There it is. Interesting. Every time I move, it's like I can see the little box on the screen moving too. And it's not on my face. So that kind of makes me worried. This camera, though, this might be an episode where it's just all wide. It's just an entire episode of wide shot. In which case, my bad. Also, don't mind me if I'm looking in that direction for a lot of the time. Because I have been looking into the close-up camera. I've actually been noticing as I've been editing the the podcast lately. I look a lot into this camera. And I don't want to anymore. Fuck this camera. I'm done. I'm going to look into the wide again. I'm just used to Lou being right there. Which is in between the cameras. So I'm better at switching my eyesight. Or my line of sight. Between the cameras. But lately, when I'm just in the studio by myself. I like to look directly into the close-up. And... Fuck that. Because it's actually really annoying to edit. <laughs> it's a lot of cuts. Cutco. Interslice. CompuGlobal HyperMeganet. There's your Simpsons reference, you son of a bitch. But yeah, showcase uh, prep is going well. Uh, I'm honing in. This weekend, didn't feel disjointed. And I, I, did, I did a couple short sets that were just bang on seven minutes. But then I had some shows that were like 20, 30 minute sets. And that's a lot harder for me to to figure out. Because I don't want to not do 30 minutes. 
So what I did, um, shout outs to Yaz, who's a, a great comic in Toronto, Yasmin. Uh, she's also the hostess at the Corner Comedy Club. I had a strategy that worked uh, this past weekend. When I did my 15-minute set at the Corner, I had her give me the light at six minutes so that I knew I had a minute till seven. And then I had her give me the light to normally end my set, which would have been at like 14 minutes. And that actually worked. And I realized I have to I have to either shave a joke down. Because I really don't want to cut a joke out. I really like the sequence of jokes that I've picked that I want to that I want to tell for my showcase. So I don't want to really cut shit out. Or or cut a whole joke out. I would rather chop maybe my intro in half or or one of the other jokes I might chop. And this is why it's so important to do showcase prep because especially right now, because we just came out of a pandemic, like pre-pandemic, I didn't really need to hone in this much on, on just like, I need to be showcase ready because I was just so active. And granted, I have also been really active again since everything has opened back up. The only difference now is I'm at a higher level. I'm funnier and I'm headlining. So I'm not fucking going to all of a sudden be like, don't give me my headline spots because A, that's fucking pay. And B, that's headline spots. I, I want to do longer time because I'm capable of it. And I've gotten really fucking good at it. Um, but yeah, because of the pandemic and all that shit, I'm like, okay, fuck it. Just right now, not really telling much jokes outside of a select few that are brand new that I want to just work on as I'm doing the showcase stuff. So anytime I have a longer set, um, I'll do the showcase at the beginning and then just some of the newer stuff at the end. And that's been a lot of fun. Uh, what I'm about to talk about next is, um, so I've been wanting to talk about this for the last couple episodes. You've been hearing me say, it's like, I got some shit I want to talk about, but I want to have somebody in the studio uh, to talk about it with specifically like, Someone who I'm always talking about relationships or love or sex or whatever with. Um, not going to happen. There, I have gotten my professional and personal life really well under control. I've, I've healed my traumas. I've fixed my relationships. I've, I'm maintaining the important relationships to me in life. And I'm doing so properly. What I now need to focus on personally in terms of growth is my sexual energy. I'm a fucking whore. Well, I was. I'm a reformed whore, okay? You guys have definitely heard me talk about it throughout the seasons on the, on the podcast with Birdo, with a, with a bunch of people, and just by myself. Um, I existed as a slut for a really long time, you know? And not that that's bad. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. But... After a while, it's it's really fucking whack. Um, like the sex is great and all that shit, but I, I'm I'm leveling up, you know. And I really wanted to to discuss this with somebody to like compare and con compare and contrast. But I, I'll I'll probably just bring it up again when they get on the show. But um, I've been doing really really good at not hoeing. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of myself. Um, especially coming out of this last situationship. If you guys are not familiar with what I'm talking about, go back to season two. 
it's fucking all over season two. You can even tell by the episode titles where I'm t- or the descriptions. I'm talking about the relationship or my past situationship with um, with this woman that I really, really grew to love, you know, and finally just fucking ended that shit because uh, it doesn't work when only one person is really, truly working on fixing themselves. You know what I mean? And not even for the relationship, just in terms of life. And I've been on that path. A lot longer than when I first met her, but really came up and into myself fully while she was in my life. And, um, and yeah, since then, I well, before then, I had a really bad pattern, which is a typical pattern of, I don't know if it's just guys or whatever, but it's a pretty typical pattern of you break up, you immediately go and get new pussy. Immediately. You don't even want to think about it. You Well, not necessarily you don't want to think about it, but you just want to fucking rid yourself of that energy. And I used to do that, and it used to just spiral into fucking just, woo, like fun times, but not necessarily the healthiest mentally. So this was the time where I'm like, you know what? I actually, when I was ending shit with this last girl, I literally called her my final boss. To her, I told her, I'm like, you're my fucking final boss because there's no way I can continue to meet women like you in your state and just because I, I, I know that or I feel that we're good together and we enjoy each other and we love each other or whatever, it's no longer a fucking reason for me to... I'm fucking done with that shit. You know what I mean? It's no longer a reason for me to just jump in bed with other people and shit just to rid myself of that feeling. I've, I've now just fucking head on tackled that shit and through that i've pieced together how i've been coming out of all my past relationships and obviously there's patterns and trends and all this shit and i've been working on that and um in that process like you know i I fucking love women so it's not like i'm not trying to be around women and shit i had i had a friends with benefits situation since then and all that stuff and this is the beginning of me finally coming into full full form bro to have everything else in my life like under control in terms of like uh, just how i act and think and feel i got all that shit but my bro i like to fuck (laughs) and it's really hard for me not to not to just always just hump so recognizing that i just finally fucking i just I manned up, bro. It's so much nicer to have your sex drive and sexual energy and just your your emotions and all because essentially it's all tapped into emotion. All that shit is like firmly under control and I couldn't be happier. And I have been tested like a motherfucker these past three weeks. It started with the friends with benefits. Like just something about I'm look I'm I've mentioned this before I'm no I'm no fucking ten you know what I mean and I'm I'm okay with it nigga I'm fucking honest with myself I know how I look uh, my personality takes me to a ten my nigga <laughs> I'm not fucking but fugly but you know I'm not no fucking Rico Suave up in this bitch but to me I am you know what I'm saying and and to the women that I've pulled shit you know what I'm saying I'm proud of myself another pat on the back. Some of these women that I pulled, Jesus Christ. Some of them, though, I'm not going to mention. <laughs> We're not going to mention those. But uh, starting with that Friends with Benefits. Beautiful girl. 
or beautiful woman. And um, I just couldn't stand being around her. I just couldn't stand being around her. Like, we would fuck and then we would chill. And just immediately, I'm just like, ah, you got to go. <gasps> I don't want to talk to you. Your conversations are boring. Your life is boring. I have nothing in common with you. It's just good sex. And that, I've existed like that for so long. It's just good sex. And I've tolerated so much, so many women that I just wouldn't tolerate. And so I finally, I ended the friends with benefits situation. So that was a real power move. And I haven't turned down a beautiful woman in years. Like, I've only done that a couple times. <laughs> That's a really fucking powerful feeling. As a, as a dude who's not fucking Abercrombie and Finch levels, you know what I'm saying? To, to be able to turn down a beautiful woman. Something fucking powerful about that. Because you ladies, you ladies have all the fun with that shit. You turn niggas down left and right. But I'm like, no, you. I know you're hot, but you fucking suck as a human being. Get away from me. Great feeling. Um, so that happened. And then a couple weeks ago, uh, it was actually after uh, Midnight Mass. There was uh, a few audience members, some some lovely ladies in the audience. Actually, uh, it wasn't... There was like a group, and the one girl and the guy were dating, and then there was this other girl. This other girl was by herself, like not dating anybody, but she was with the, the couple, and they just came, so she was third wheeling. Bro, this girl had everybody drooling. Drooling. Fucking just <laughs> every feature you want on a woman if you're a hetero dude, you know, perfect bubble butt, juicy melons, you know what I mean? And she was frisky as fuck because she was just, you know, she was frivolous with the eye fucking, you know? So you could tell, I could tell, other comics could tell. Her demeanor was obviously telling us, is like, yo, I'm, I want some dick tonight. And I'm, <laughs> I wasn't even on the show beforehand because she was in the audience before uh, Midnight Mass started. And um, I go up to Ariel, one of the one of the runners of Backroom Comedy Club. I'm like, yo, you gotta put you gotta put me on right now because uh, I gotta I gotta. Dude, I gotta drop like a tight five minute set right now and just look directly at her. So already. I'm slipping mentally. I'm slipping. I'm just. I just see the ass, and I. She makes eye contact with me in that way. I'm like, and all my fucking healing shit goes out the window. I just revert right back to I'm a dog, and <laughs> I go up. I have a great set, and I tell some sex jokes, and I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and so I get off stage, and I'm like, okay, groundwork laid. Uh, now let's try and get laid. And just as the show progressed, like just something, just something about the whole situation reminded me of how I used to exist, man. First, I noticed that she was drinking, uh, with her friends, which I didn't uh, see before, but she went to the bar. She had a couple shots with her friends and stuff in between sets. She was in between comedians. She was going up and getting drinks. 
And I'm a weed smoker. I barely drink anymore. Fucking drinking is a waste to me, bro. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. Uh, But I was high as fuck. And I don't really like, bro, drunk girls, I'm already, that, so that like knocked her down a peg. She didn't look like fucking plaster or anything, or like she didn't know what she was doing, but already as a black guy with dreads who's high as fuck, and this is a white girl, you know what I mean? I'm not really, already my brain is like, okay, there's a risk that I'm not really willing to fucking dive into. Uh, Then, I noticed that. Obviously, she's she's looking for dick, bro. She's talking to all the comics. And that's another thing mentally where I just check out. I'm like, if I see a bunch of dudes just fucking thirsting over you, and then you're also like feeding, like fanning the flames of that, is like you also diminish your attractiveness in my mind. That's just me personally, you know? And then, um, bro, she like, she did this thing that almost took me out, bro. Like almost took me out, bro. She, after the show was done, she was like mingling with the comics and her friends, her couple friend was like getting drinks and stuff. And uh, she was walking in between all the comics and she had like specifically walked up and like around me. But as she was walking around me, she like brushed my shoulder with her hand. And she, <laughs> like I almost, even just thinking about it now, her ass was perfect. Oh my god I'm getting a little mad at myself And this I'll get to that in a second But at that At this point I already have told myself I'm like you know what It's not Like bro She's already got the attention she wants Even the the touch on my shoulder Is not enough to bring me back in fully And then At the end of the night She's outside with the comics now We're all smoking and chilling And shit outside the club And she's like still hanging around And fucking but at this point, I have just completely, I'm like giving no play. I'm like trying to stand away from her and stuff. And then, um, I don't know who he was. He's a newer comic in the scene. But I saw the couple leave and then her leave with them and another comic leave with them. And in my heart, I was like, fucking A. Fucking A. Fucking A. But also in my heart and in my mind, I'm like, fuck. When I tell you that the 35-minute car ride home was spent just mad at myself. But I did the right thing. But I was so mad at myself. Cause I, and I looked at I remember distinctly like looking at the time. I'm like, it's like 3 a.m. I'm like, she's probably getting fucked right now. <laughs> and that could have been me. It should have been me. But I didn't do it. And I, you know, the initial anger faded away and it turned into, I was happy. I was proud of myself for fucking making it through there. And then this past weekend, I'm doing shows at the corner. And after the show, um, or after one of the shows, uh, these two lovely ladies walk up to me. And um, like one of them is, is fucking flirting hard with me, like hard, like. Telling me that they got nothing planned after this, that you know, like all the fucking things you say to to lead someone on to be like, you know what, let's go chill and grab a drink or something. And um, and oh, and she's Colombian. And if you know me personally, you know that Colombians are my kryptonite. Holy fuck! Ah, but I just, I just didn't want to. And I just 
turned it down casually. And I even told them, this is the first time I think I've ever just fully, like, just fully embraced how I feel and just been like, I don't even fucking care. I'm like, look, you caught me on an off night. I'm not really going to. And I just was up front. I'm like, I'm not really going to go out and do anything afterwards. I'm, I'm already, like, focused on my showcase, you know. Uh, I could I, I was on my way to another show shortly after and I just and and they were super respectful and they followed me and then we parted ways you know what I mean and that was nice that was nice man and now I know I've fully fully fucking upgraded bro if, if like the world should be afraid now that I have like my sexual energy completely like my sex drive completely under control um and it's not that I wasn't a gentleman before, but now, like, I've just tamed the dog. But I, I like, in ways, the dog isn't gone, you know? And that was kind of, like, what happened during these last three weeks. It was like, oh, I can very much tap into this whenever the fuck I want. Like, I no longer need to be beholden to just my... Uh, um, I wrote this down, though. So I, I was talking to this girl, and I asked her out. This is a girl I like. Um, but I did, I didn't know she had a boyfriend when I asked her out and I wrote, I wrote down like, uh, the whole scenario and where is it? Where is it? I got to find it. Give me one second. Give me one second. Where is, where is this? Um, this is how I approached her and like, finally, 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 bro. It, I, it, it clicked and, uh, I'm like. I don't know if you'd be dating anybody or not, but uh, if you're not, I'd love to take you out to a show, to dinner, to hang out sometimes, spend some time in, in nature or some shit. Whatever the fuck. Just, you know. But I started with, I don't know if you have a boyfriend or not, but I would love to. Bro, th this girl, even though she, had, this woman, sorry. Again, I'm not looking for girls, bro. I'm looking for women. Please be working on yourself. Please, you don't need to be fully healed, but I don't want to be your shrink. I want to be your man. Yep. And I'm actually crushing this material on stage. I've like, I figured my shit out all the way to where now, like, I am fully talking about relationships and love and literally everything that I've ever wanted to talk about from the day that I started comedy. I knew what I wanted to say. I didn't know how to say it. Then about a year ago, it started coming out. But now it's just holy fuck. And I'm seeing the response from the audiences. I'm seeing the response from the comics and the promoters and all that shit. Something like fucking great is happening for me professionally and personally. And I'm so, I'm so lit. And it all like stems from constantly being about progression. Trying to be the best version of myself. Trying to fucking fix and heal the, the, the fucking negative parts that no longer serve a higher purpose for me. You know? And, um... And she just like melted. She's like, she was like, that's the fuck. I even wrote down her response and stuff. Give me a second. Give me a second. I love how respectful and for forthright you were. <laughs> she said forthright. Come on, my nigga. Me, a dog, bro. I was forthright. And to all the niggas out there that keep watching these fucking weirdo goons that keep giving relationship advice and shit, bro, stop being a fucking idiot. Like, it's so weird to me, bro. It's so weird. You can still be a slut and, like, be respectful. It's so weird. 
not like i don't know man there's this like weird influx of all these like fake fucking machismo dudes with podcasts now just trying to give like the the worst fake most unhealed fucking bullshit ass machismo advice my nigga do you actually want a proper healthy functional life and relationship first fix yourself properly like and that doesn't even mean to get rid of your manliness or your womanliness or whatever the fuck just like have that shit under control don't let that shit control you but like all this weirdo pseudo relationship advice that people it's all niggas that watched patrice o'neill back in the day but don't actually know patrice like that like if you actually bro like patrice is one of the guys i fucking studied the most i've listened to everything i've heard everything bro even he says in his later life before he died like that chauvinistic like card carrying woman hater shit was leaving his system and after a certain point you do realize like yo those skills are very useful but like you gotta you gotta address and approach things differently once once you get that shit out of your system and i for sure it's out of my system bro not that i'm not that i'm not gonna randomly fuck or whatever which chances are honestly now i are less likely are less likely but the quality of women that a i'm approaching and are approaching me now because of this i don't know just i guess i guess my fucking my aura is just cleaned up you know and i fucking love it i fucking love it i'm so happy with what's happening in life uh with comedy all these opportunities i i brought a homie shout outs to luke uh i brought a friend out to start filming some stuff uh during this uh showcase run I'm not going to fully explain what that is just yet, but just just know that I bro, I'm working on so many things. I'm so excited, bro. I'm so excited. I like inshallah, God willing, like everything is is working, working, working. I'm so grateful. Um but you know what? I think with that it's time to wrap shit up. Let's do a theme for old Henny and uh let's fucking let's I got to go eat, my nigga. I've been prepping the sam this salmon right now that I've been cooking, bro. Not cooking, sorry. I've been glazing the salmon, bro. All day. This morning before I went to work, I fucking... Let me put you on the game right now. And shout-outs to my ex-girlfriend because she put me onto this. Um, and it's super simple. But, like, a glaze for your salmon. Get some honey. Get uh, some ginger and lemon. And soy sauce. And you fucking put the honey in. You shred or... Um, yeah, you shred some ginger. Put the ginger flakes in there. Some uh, Squeeze some fresh lemon. And put soy sauce in there. Mix that bitch up. Let that sit on your salmon for like a day. <laughs> That's sitting in my fridge right now. So I'm going to do this and get the fuck out of here. But uh, Henny, I love you, bro. Hey, it's Hen Dog. Hey, it's Hen Dog. It's season three, episode sixteen. Ba ba do ba do I'm a slut, but I'm not a slut no more. Da da da. I used to fuck frivolously, but now. You cannot see me, I'm John Cena in the streets. Please, hoes, don't approach me, because I might be too weak 
to say no. <laughs> no, I'm not too weak to say no. No means no, you sexy, sexy ladies. <laughs> uh, just for laughs showcase. I'm just going to say some random things right now. Henny, Henny will use them however he sees fit. Just for laughs. Just for laughs. Uh, I'm going to say random stuff like back room, corner comedy club, midnight mass. Uh, I'm wearing house shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm also wearing shorts so you can see my knees. That was so dead. This is going to be one of the worst fucking... I gave Henny nothing to use. But he'll still pull it out. Like, he'll... he'll not his dick. He'll pull out a really good theme. <laughs> and just like that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Season 3, Episode 16 of Black Zeus, the podcast. Once again, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. We are here every Wednesday on YouTube, iTunes, Google, Spotify, all that good shit. Please make sure you subscribe Please make sure you follow, like, comment, whatever. I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. Follow 27 Collective on all social media also. They are at 27 Collective. Um, other than that, we will be back next week. Love y'all. Peace, peace. Hey, it's Hand Dog. You know what? It's time. I gotta go eat. I've been glazing the salmon with some honey, get uh, some ginger, and uh, some lemon, and soy sauce. I'm a slut, but I'm not a slut. I'm a slut, but I'm not a slut. I used to fuck frivolously, but now you cannot see me. I'm John Cena. Please, hoes, don't approach me because I might be too weak to say no. Say no. Back room, corner comedy club, midnight mass, just for lives. <laughs>